In real estate, they say it's not about what you know, but who you know. And in this proximity podcast, we have a no BS approach. We're bringing you industry leaders with real solutions and real actionable items you can implement for your real estate business. Grab a pen and paper and listen in while we get up close and personal with some of the best in the biz. So today we're talking about... uh... A couple different things. We're going to be talking about a trend and a pattern that we've seen and has been highlighted a couple different places. So we thought, you know what? Let's go straight to the source. Thorth. I said Thorth. Thorth. <laughs> We're going to go straight to the source and uh, and analyze it live with everybody so you can see this. So if you're listening to it right now, we're going to do our best to repeat numbers as best we can. If you can't and you're uh, going straight into the, uh, the uh, broker talk or agent talk group and you're catching it there, uh, you're going to be able to see the numbers and stuff. So if you want to analyze these a little bit more, uh, go there, join the group. We'd love to have you. So Jake, tell us about the stat. Like what was the stat that kind of piqued our interest to have this conversation today? Yeah. So lately, you know, you, you've seen some Facebook posts and mentions in groups and whatnot. Um, and already we know there's a lot of negativity. There's a shifting market. People are panicking and wondering where their next commission check is going to come from. Understandably so. However, one thing that was recently posted that got us thinking as inspiration for an episode like this was the fact that what in the last six months, I believe something over 50,000 agents, according to the NAR statistics, have exited the business as far as NAR memberships are concerned, which is an easy source for tracking. So basically looking all the way back to somewhere around October of last year, I believe October 2022 until now through May at least. Uh, a loss of 50 some odd thousand real estate agents. Mm -hmm. And so Nathan and I got together looking at that. And one of the interesting things that, um, at least for me, kind of talking out of both sides is agents, right? That's the real struggles. There's some natural purging and exiting that happens. And and to a degree, that can be a, 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 I don't want to say a good thing, but a healthy thing for the industry to some regard. I don't take any joy, neither do you, Nathan, in knowing that every single one of those 50 plus thousand people represents uh, a family. It represents a real set of goals and ambitions that they had when entering real estate. So there's nothing to me funny about it or celebratory about it. But here is something, and I'll finally shush after this. What was interesting is year to date of 2023, membership is actually up. A couple thousand people. So brokers, listen up, because people are still entering the business, and the numbers somewhere around 1.5 million members, which is up year to date. Even though you broaden out over six months, we're at a fifty thousand dollar, fifty thousand person loss. Well, well, I mean that's a good way to put it too, right? Like visually, imagine you lost fifty thousand dollars today. Over the last six months, what, what's that look like? But where, when you were saying that, where I was going, and and you're right, like it's not a it's not a fun thing. I mean, it is statistically speaking, like what we deal with day in and day out, you know. However, looking at it though, like in that perspective, um, I live in Oklahoma, right? I'm an I Oklahoma boy, and yeah. looking at it though, like the the population of a lot of towns in Oklahoma is not fifty thousand. And so it's like taking a culmination of all of these different small towns that are around us right now and just saying, bloop, gone. Yeah. And imagine all those families that lived in those towns. And, and so that's why, why we wanted to analyze this a little bit and do what we talk about too, which is become mm-hmm. a student of the market. So right. let's go deeper with it. Let's go there. And I, I know we have some things that we want to share that are solution oriented. I just want to 
to I want to riff with you for a second. So something yeah. that pops yeah. into my mind, uh, being an observer, a student of the game as we are, is a lot of agents right now, more than ever before, have I see go to these Facebook groups or wherever and say, thinking about switching brokerages, who do you know that's 100% this, that, and the other thing? And I am not knocking the 100% transaction-based companies. We have partners of ours that have that type of model, okay? Here's the point, though, from my at least perspective or opinion. Unless it's really rooted in something that they're doing differently that you think will fundamentally change your business, switching brokerages is probably not going to be the answer. Right. That is not your problem. It's more likely a behavior, a mindset, a calendar, something that is getting in your way, regardless of where you choose to hang your license. But you see a lot of that going on right now. And I, I interpret it as people hoping that that's the saving grace. That's what's going to keep me in this business a little longer. Last thing is strong opinion, careful. Again, not knocking them. We have great partners with these comp models. But I want you to be careful how you're the reasoning or the words you use for these switches, because the same people that go there, then on one hand are the same people pissed off and frustrated as to why for sale by owners or sellers are wanting to negotiate their commission down. Like you can't, you understand what you're asking for here. We are in a for-profit business. So when you're looking for somebody to give you the world and do it for free or at an in, insane discount from a brokerage standpoint, and then over here, you're saying one thing of like, hire me for XYZ percent that I make thousands of dollars from. Like, what the heck? Something seems off, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think there's some, um, uh, there, there, there's so much to what you just said right there. And I think it's a great point. You can't save your way to success, mm -hmm. right? You can't cut your expenses. You can't go and cut, 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 and expect to still make the living that you desire to make. You've got to be intentional about your growth and taking activity and action to get you to the result that you desire. And as much as I would love it, man, it would be great if I just cut, 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 cut and get yeah. there. It's not possible, right? You got to go take offense and you can't always play defense. Yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I guess it's hypocritical to put it in a nutshell of what I'm trying to say is on one hand, you can't complain about for sale by owners or sellers yeah. wanting to discount your commission. And then on the other hand, you're expecting your broker owner to dis discount theirs. Like yeah. that doesn't really quite add up to me. All of a sudden you start acting like a for sale by owner, the very person when it comes to your business that you're not afraid to call out or get frustrated with. Well, I know, uh, and, and this is a deep topic. I think we're going to go a little longer with this episode and we may actually turn it into two episodes uh, because we're going to, I would love to go deeper with that um, and kind of analyze that because I feel like not only the model you just said, I think there's going to be a lot of models that are going to be stressed um, right now with this particular uh, topic and in the time that we're facing right now. So all right. Um, so I want to go back to the numbers, right? So I was having a conversation with an agent this morning, actually, like a longtime friend. We got together super early this morning, had some coffee. And, you know, this this producer typically, you know, closes a lot, right? Like several transactions, like I'm talking 40, 50, 60 plus. And uh, they're hurting right now. They're hurting right now. And so across the industry, I think that's a, a thing. And so I'm going to keep that in mind as we dive in these numbers and share them here with you today. But check this out. Fancy screen sharing happening right here. So uh, let me see here, Jake. Can you tell me? I'm going to zoom in here a little bit so everybody can see it in the back row. Got it? Okay, cool. Good. 
All right, so this right here, if you're wondering what this is, this is the NAR monthly membership count report. Uh, you can go online, you can find this, like it's all, all public data, so you can actually see all this, right? So if you were to come in here, this is basically covering back, going all the way back to 2020, 21, 22, and 23. And the report, whenever we saw that, it was simply an article. And I was like, okay, I'm going to fact check. Let's go see really what the number is. And so the article that we read, going back to what Jake, you were saying earlier, uh, in October of 22, 1,600,886 1, active members in NAR. And then in May of 2023, down to 1,550,720 active members. Okay. Difference being 50,166 lives, agents, members out of NAR that have dropped off since then. So I thought that was interesting. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, quite a bit different, uh, over 21 versus 22. Like if we looked at the same numbers and compared them, you know, in October of 21, 1,564,537, mm -hmm. uh, to May or May of 22, which is uh, actually only down by like barely a thousand, right? So it's down 1,563,502. So not much difference, right? Kind of stayed consistently that year. Yeah. Here's what I was doing some quick math on. You look at 2021 December. Okay. Somebody can math, math check me here to January of 2022. And we know it's happening around that time of year. Fees and dues you know, to stay active. And generally those are going to be the months where you see a big loss. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's about a 32,000 person loss. Fair. Yep. yep. Right well, at, look right at 2022, mm -hmm. 1.58 million of December in 2022 to January of 2023, 1,548,000. That's 32,000. 32,000. It's literally from December to January, mm -hmm. the same exact loss, 32,000 in either scenario. Yep. So when we feel like we're seeing that, you know, all this stuff on the news and, 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 and we feel it, many agents are absolutely feeling it. I'm not numb or insensitive to the fact that things are relatively hard right now because of inventory and, and, and issues like that. From an industry-wide standpoint, the sky is not falling. We're still at one and a half million members, according to NAR. And in fact, again, January of 23 till now, there's actually a 2,000 member gain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so recruiting, if you're a broker owner or a team lead, people are still getting into the business. And historically, at least over the last couple of years as a sample size, the amount of agents who left from one year transitioning to the new year is 32,000. Yeah. It's just when you zoom out six months or so, that's where you see a bigger number that's 50,000 plus, and it can be scary. And I'm sure it's not done yet, you know, but we have the ability to do something about that through our habits, through our actions, through diversification. And I know we're gonna give some uh, yeah. an acronym today mm -hmm. To help folks wrap their head around where they should be focusing on right now to to not yeah. be a statistic here, you know. And I want to say on this on this point, like one brokers agents are still joining and getting in the business. Agents, guess what? People are getting in and people are getting out. So it depends on what you do. Like if you're if you're an agent that's staying in the business right now and you're listening to this, like look, databases are out there, right? There's there's opportunity there for you to really just provide tremendous value. 
um, to those in your circle, right? To those in your relate and build great relationships there. So um, let's dive in a little bit to some solutions. You want to jump into the how can we get through to this or, or do you have anything else you want to talk? No, about? no, let's, let's do that. Let's okay. Make that segue. I just want to, I can hear, I can hear the listeners right now or the viewers right now saying this. Yeah, but Jake, that's just looking at the NAR member count fair. And then, but Jake, there's a, literally a less amount of home sales taking place today than there was a year ago. So I'm not, we're not going there yet. We're not comparing apples to oranges. We're trying to compare apples to apples just on the sheer amount of, members and active members according to NAR. Yeah. Now, yeah, year over year, if you're in a market like many that are down 30%, I get it. Same amount of members or relative to with 30% fewer homes to sell, that's the pinch, mm -hmm. of course, that everybody is feeling right now. And it's more or less an inventory or you know inflationary kind of thing that's contributing largely to that. Yeah. Well, um, you, uh, you taught a class the other day, and I think this is very relevant, uh, very relevant to this topic. Um, and you were talking about, uh, CRMs, but it's not the normal CRMs, is it? Yes, no, it no, is. no, no, no. Uh, it's not technology. Sorry to burst your bubble. Tell us about CRMs. What are, what is your definition of CRMs? Yeah. You don't want me teaching CRMs <laughs> like the technology CRMs. Everybody, first of all, better be using one or using a, a Rolodex or whatever works for you to communicate and have a systematic manner in which you do so for your database. That is not what Nathan is referring to. We like our acronyms around here at the locker room. So for me, and we can hit on each one of these if you'd like to elaborate, but I'll just get them out real quick. Get your pen and paper. CRMs to me stands for C, consistency consistency. Uh, R stands for relationships. M stands for market knowledge. And S stands for skill set, skill set development. If I was an agent right now, or frankly, in any market, and you're asking, where should I focus on? What should I, what should I wake up every day being committed to? Mm -hmm. I would advise you somewhere in that CRM's uh, acronym, if not all of them, is exactly where you should be focusing on um, consistency, as many say, is still undefeated. Yeah. So let's break it down a little bit. Let's uh, maybe come up with uh, one, two things about each point and, and go a little bit deeper with it. So Sounds from good. a consistency standpoint, what can we be doing right now to stay consistent and win the game? Well, I'll take the easy route and I'll toss it back to you. So I'll give you the the, okay. <laughs> the benefit of time to think. But I'm, I'm going to go with, with calendaring. Okay. I think that's one of the more obvious answers. Um, and yet what's obvious and sometimes easy to do is also easy not to do and kind of discount. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to consistency, it's a choice. It is. We are a product of our choices, not a product of our circumstances. Every single one of us has the same amount of hours in the day. Every single one of us arguably has a blank canvas, otherwise known as a calendar that we get to dictate where we choose to utilize our time. And so I think consistency, it's not being on all the time, leaving you drained, right? Like a cell phone drains throughout the day. We can flip that switch on and off and preserve energy throughout the day, but it's consistency when it's doing the things that matter, doing the things that move the needle forward, right? Consistently showing up and being present when I need to show up and be present. And then when I'm not, that's when I get to flip the off switch and preserve my energy. So I'm not saying consistency as far as like, this has got to be a sweatshop all day, every day, grind, hustle, those types of things. I, that's just not me, but I'd rather every day you talk to five people. 
Yeah. Versus some who may tell you, talk to a hundred, talk to a million, talk to whatever. I'm just a guy that I want you to get your reps in, put your time in the gym and go home and know that you did what you could do today to position yourself for a better tomorrow. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was kind of going there. That's where my head went. And I was thinking about, um, you know, our son right now is playing baseball, right? Like he's playing T-ball and like wrapping up that time, that period of time. And, and, uh, there's there's a lot to this but like you know right now he's wanting to play catcher like he owns playing catcher and uh although last night he got a home run like first home run so that was a big that was a big win in our household last night so uh way to go bud like you you crushed it and uh, although though like it didn't just happen like he didn't get that home run like right off the bat right like we spent numerous hours hours and upon hours of getting out there and hitting a ball off a tee and, uh, you know, from that, I know, well, uh, oh man, when was that? We were watching, a um, the home run derby, right? Like the home run derby and who was back there behind the scenes right before he got up and won the whole thing. Do you remember who it was? Yeah. So Pete Alonzo for the New yeah. York Mets a couple yeah. of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was hitting off a tee before he went out there and won the home run derby. Right. So I think to your point, like we've got to hit those moments where with consistency, and it's not all day long, right? Callen's not out there all day long swinging off a tee. Like he's switching it up a little bit right now. He wants to play catcher and he's got his uh, turtle gear on, right? He's got the helmet and all that stuff, but he's out there. We're out there 10, 15, 20 minutes a day, you know, throwing so many balls and he's getting in front of them and he's blocking them and he's just getting a bet- better and better, but he's consistent. If we, if we don't do that, he's not going to be able to stay in the position. You know, I love me a good baseball analogy, Nathan. So I've got to chime in on this. You know, it's you're you're spot on. I think that's a great visual that most people can at least relate with in some manner. Um, And you're right to put it similarly. We got to take got to take our at bats. Mm -hmm. And when I'm up there, I got to swing. I got to keep swinging because eventually you're going to pull a Callen and hit a hit a dinger and run the bases, all four of them, right? But I got to keep swinging to have those opportunities to hit a home run every once in a while. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's the blocking and tackling. It's the fundamentals. What, what boggles my mind and it's overused, but it's true. It's true that even the best, if I'm a major league hitter and I'm batting 300, you know what the sports commentators say? This guy is so consistent. He is dependable. And a person that may not know any different about baseball is like consistent hall of famer. What are you talking about? Dude fails seven out of 10 times. Yep. So even those people winning three out of 10 at bats are labeled consistent in the sports arena. Yeah. What does that mean for us as real estate athletes? I just got to show up every day, take my five swings. Sometimes I'm going to connect. Sometimes I'm going to strike out, but I got to keep swinging. But you're, you're, Yep. That's absolutely right. And what kept coming up to me as he was talking about that is, you know, Callan tried multiple times, right? Like he's going through and he's taking these at bats and stuff and lucky, unlucky, whatever. It always went to the same person, like to the, it went to the pitcher or went straight to first base and he might get out or he might get on base, but he couldn't quite get the home run. And finally, bam, like he connected, went the right way and he persevered and was consistent to get to the, to the goal of getting that home run and getting his first little ball that we're going to get mounted up on the wall. So that's pretty cool. So take that, right? Like if you're listening to this right now, what are you doing to be consistent in that manner? We're not, like Jake said, not all day long, every single day, but short, know exactly what you're going to be doing that is going to lead to the desired result that you want. 
exactly right. So, yeah. So let's jump into the second part. I think that was good. Um, uh, relationships are. Yeah. So relationships, guys, it, it, again, there's nothing sexy about this. We just took something that's always been and always hopefully will be and work and slapped a fancy acronym title on this. But relationships, really digging in deep. I think a lot of agents over the span that we've had through coaching and leadership, their, their first instinct is to build it wide, right? Really wide. I got to have a database of 5,000, 50 million, however many people. And I think especially now, whatever your belief system, there's nothing wrong with having quantity. And yet, I think especially now in a post-COVID area era, the quality matters. I'd rather go deep than wide with my relationships. And that means finding things to talk about other than real estate so I can nurture, truly connect with them, understand what they're doing. And Coach Cat, we reference this all the time ever since she said it, get out there and start need generating. N-E-E-D, need generating. Don't stop calling people leads and, and looking to buy names and databases and different things. Start need generating. Be a normal human being who's compassionate and empathetic and all these things and take a genuine interest in someone else's life. And if you do, you naturally pour out questions because you're curious, you're interested. When it comes to relationships, and I'm going to kick it over to you, Nathan, here in just a second, get your thoughts. I think it was Mark, our friend Mark, who said this. Our goal should not be the most interesting person in the room. Our goal should be the most interested. And so this whole relationship thing, that will carry through artificial intelligence. That will carry through inflation. That will carry through you fill in the blank because you're here to build a career, not just have a one hit wonder year. Focus on relationships. Yeah. Well, and looking at the statistics that we were looking at earlier, right? Like talking about just from October to now, 50,000 plus agents going out, you know, you mentioned statistics on different markets and housing trends being down upwards of 30% in certain markets and stuff. You know, if, if real estate is down, what other industry is down? And if we were just to simply slow down and have, and build those relationships to find out how are you affected by everything going on right now? And, and to your point of need generating, how can we, how can we become a part of the solution and show that we care? And if we show people that we care, that's how we're going to get the mind share. That's how we're going to win the heart. That's, you know, and, and not even from a financial perspective, like that's winning at life right there. Like if you genuinely show that you care to somebody else and you're willing to step up and help or just simply make a connection or honestly pick up the phone and just make him smile, right? Tell him a dad joke or a mom joke or whatever it is or whatever, but just, just show that you care and you're, and you're willing to pick up the phone and call when others might not be. Well, I know um, long, long time listener, and she'll appreciate this shout out maybe because she listens to every single podcast episode of ours, but Rebecca Doring, she just put on a clinic for us a couple uh, a week or so ago for Locker Room Nation and Locker Room Agent Breakthrough Community, which you guys can learn more about, um, certainly. But we did an interview with her and she said a lot of things from, from wisdom and how she conducts her business, one of which is essentially making yourself, positioning yourself a part of their lifestyle. Like she is so involved in not just her kids, but other kids and community things. And she's volunteering for the PTA. She's the head coach for the softball team. She's, she's all these things. So people know what she does. 
She doesn't have to hit them up for business every time she talks to them. She's a part of their life and lifestyle. So naturally she's getting come list me calls right and left has for years since ever since I've known her. Frankly, sorry, Becca, she does not lead generate. She does not the, the traditional way, Yeah, but she's everywhere all the time, highly visible and intentional with her relationship uh, interactions. Yeah. So, well, she lives it like she lives, she lives it every single day. Right. Yes. So, um, and that's how she's consistent, right? She 100%. lives it because it's a part of a part of who she is. That's right. Um, okay. So we talked about, uh, consistency. We talked about relationships. Let's move on to, uh, market knowledge. Right. Yeah. So the M in this equation stands for market knowledge. I think we can all agree that uh, no longer are the days that we just have the luxury of putting somebody on a MLS search drip drip campaign in the portal and letting that do the heavy lifting. Right. Mm -hmm. We got to know what's up. We've got to be the local economist of choice, understanding because real estate is so hyper local. What's going on in my neighborhood? Do I wherever you live? Do I know the average days on market? Do I know the sale price to list price ratio? Do I, do I, do I at any given time? And once you've mastered that, move to the neighborhood up the street and then, and then, and then you start small to get big. Mm -hmm. But so many agents we talk to, Nathan, I know you, you share in this, they don't, they don't know this information. Therefore, they're dependent on, I don't know if it's good looks or charisma or whatever, but a lot of people do work and play in the areas that they probably grew up in. Mm -hmm. And so some of that is a conditioning that we've got to teach people how they see us. The person that you were back in high school or college that they still think of is no longer the person you are today. So how you show up. And when somebody asks you, hey, how's real estate? Do you say it sucks or hey, it's good like every other agent? Or can you rattle off stats and neighborhood information and stuff like that that makes you look like a pro? Yeah. Well, it, it, it making you look like a pro, but I think it's also a mindset thing too, for, for a lot of agents where I don't want to come off salesy or talking too much about real estate in, in that manner. And, and that's okay. Like, I mean, I agree. I don't want you, I don't want anybody walking in a room where it's like, Oh, great. Here comes Nathan. You know, he's going to sell me something again. We don't want that yet. At the same time, I think if you're very consistent with this, with this approach and, and sharing that knowledge, I think that's what people want and seek actually. They desire to have somebody that is knowledgeable, that's willing to share and help make it easy to understand because right. it's confusing, right? Like if you go watch any of these reports or you're constantly watching rates go up and down, you know, it, it can be very confusing and intimidating for, for most consumers that don't do this very often. Yes. And, and when you, when you slow down enough to be able to explain the difference between a six and a half percent interest rate on a home versus a seven and how trends are doing or going up or down mm -hmm. or whatever it is and how that could affect them and their pocketbook, which leads yeah. to their budgets, which leads to their lifestyle. It's a game changer. Yeah. So I think it's so important that we do slow down and we understand this and you have to make that a part of your, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly review to be able to dive into these numbers. Well, we say these things a lot, Nathan, you're spot on. Um, internally here at Locker Room, surprise, we say things like, hey, Nathan, you know what? That person's time you can't control. You know, you can coach them. They would love to coach with you. The timing or whatever is just not right. So our, our philosophy with the locker room 
is be their coach until you are their coach. Act as if you are their coach until you are their coach. So agents can take that same same approach here and learn from that. Giving information, us doing podcasts right now, giving value, right? Hopefully you're Mm -hmm. seeing this as value. Give us a thumbs up or a like or a subscribe or whatever I'm supposed to say (laughs) if you are, okay? (laughs) But until you're ready for coaching, or to join our agent breakthrough community or attend one of our events or, 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 or we're going to act as if we are your coach. And so for an agent, when it comes to market knowledge and nurturing these relationships, be their agent until you are their agent, because they may not have a need for you for every seven to nine years, but by knowing the markets, being seen as the expert, the go-to person that they think of, you are being their realtor until you are their realtor. That's right. B. B. That's right. Um, oh, so good. So good. And we can go so deep, so much deeper on this. Um, but we got to get to it. We got to live on the promise and we're going to keep this uh, episode right on time, maybe a little bit over. So stick with us because we got to jump into skill set development. I mean, this is this is the home run here, right? This is the home run pitch. If I'm consistent, I focus on relationships. I actually understand and can interpret the market because I study it and I know the numbers. What is there left to do? Well, the thing that's left to do, whether it's by choice or things just land in your lap, is to convert. (laughs) You got to convert. And that is where a skill set, plain and simple, don't know any other way to say this, it is practice. Practicing scripts, role-playing scenarios, being able to present that contract upside down, line by line. You have mastered nothing unless you can do that. And yet so many agents and coaches can be so stubborn headed and resistant to this. And guess what? Some of the best quote unquote scripts out there are just great questions. It's not a statement. It's not a manipulative thing to get you hooked. It's a question, right? A lot of times. And yet we have this negative connotation when it comes to scripts or any other way that I can practice my skill set, which means you're practicing on real life human beings. How's that working out for you? What's your lost opportunity income? You'll never know. Trick question. What are your thoughts, Nathan? I could well, go on a rant all day. Yeah, we could. I mean, <laughs> you know, if we're going to, if you want to be seen as a professional, whether you're a broker, whether you're a leader, whether you're an agent, you know, if you want to be seen as a professional, you've got to act like a professional would act, whether that's a doctor, whether that's an attorney, whether that's a, a professional athlete. Right. We were talking about uh, sports yesterday and we were talking about, you know, uh, amateurs practice till they get it, get it right. And professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. And there's a major difference there. Right. And in real estate, I think we have to take that same mentality. Right. We We are dealing with a very large transaction for a lot of people. If you're an agent, if you're a broker right now, you're helping make the dreams of your agents a reality every single day by providing support tools and resources and everything for them and, yeah. and, and taking a stand for them. So what can you do every single day to not get it wrong? Right. I know you, you got? earlier right now, right. There's less at bats. There's Mm -hmm. just factually less at-bats because less homes are hitting the market due to inventory and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So that means if I have less at-bats, I better sharpen my swing. I better practice 
you know, the pitch coming at me and the curveball and the fastball and how I'm going to adjust to those things. Because if I have a lesser number of at-bats, then my skill set must rise. And so what major league players do that you were referencing earlier, literally, folks, literally, they place a ball on a tee every day. How often? Every day. Yep. They put a ball on a tee. And they take three to 500 swings off of a tee every single day, even if it's game. They got a game tonight at 7 o'clock. Those guys are showing up showing up to the field 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're getting their hacks in, right? Yeah. They've got to sharpen the skill set because when it's my turn and I have an at-bat, I better be ready. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know, I wish there was an easy button, don't you? I mean, that the old school easy button that says, yes, you're winning, right? Um, and I, you know, in baseball, right. Wouldn't it be awesome if we had an easy button where we could just go, Hey, bat enlarge. So it's, you know, we have a yeah. better chance of connecting. That bat. would be so cool. Like a wiffle ball bat showing up in the major leagues. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Maybe that's bananas. That's banana baseball right there. Yeah. You know, so I think um, you're, you're spot on with that. And I think at the end of the day though, uh, what you're talking about is fundamentals and, you know, regardless of where you're at in real estate right now, it's fundamentals are key, especially in today's market. Mm -hmm. And I've got one for you. You were talking about acronyms. You know, you've mentioned something a couple of times. I'm going to mention it here. If you're ready to get back to the ABCs of real estate and find find the the fundamentals, then you definitely need to look into our agent breakthrough community. So go to the lockroomnation.com, click on the link below, wherever. Uh that's going to get you like if you're really wanting to find out your path on your CRMs and, and, and figure out your way to be consistent, stick and build relationships with people, become more market knowledge in your area specifically and really develop your skill set. Then I think that's that's worth you going at least exploring to see if it's a good fit for you. So uh, go check that out. OK. Um, that's what I would say, Jake, I want to keep this going. I want to keep this conversation going because you mentioned something earlier about uh, brokerages specifically. And so, but I want to put a pause on this and I want to bring this back to the episode next week. So we're going to put a pause on this uh, episode right now. I hope you've brought, got great value out of this. Go check out the uh, Agent Breakthrough community and uh, be sure to tune in next week because you're not going to want to miss the continuation of this conversation where we're going to dive deeper into some of the future of real estate and where we think it's going to be going. So we'll see you on the next episode. Catch you later, Jake. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Proximity Podcast. We hope you'll implement the real solutions and real action items into your real estate business. Be sure and subscribe to get updates on new episodes and join us on Facebook where industry professionals go to collaborate. Don't forget to hit us with your feedback and likes. We'd love to hear from our raving fans. Until next time.